This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and I'm your host, Tyler. If you're ready to learn about real estate investing and you're short on time, what do you say we jump right in? Do landlords have to allow emotional support animals? Know the Laws by Joseph Asamoa. If you have a no-pet policy, you probably won't be surprised to learn that doesn't apply to service dogs. But you might be shocked when realizing that emotional support animal laws supersede your policy too. That's because an emotional support animal is not considered a pet. Like a service dog, it is an assistive device to help with a disability, similar to the way a wheelchair provides assistance. Since a service animal is not a pet, a housing provider cannot charge a pet deposit or additional pet rent. What's the legal basis for this? Look no further to the Fair Housing Act, or FHA, which was adopted in 1968. Later in 1988, lawmakers modified federal law to prevent discrimination against families or people with disabilities. You may, however, refuse an animal that poses a direct threat to the health or safety of others. But you must also be able to prove that the specific animal is a threat. General assumptions based on breed or size are not allowed. When can a landlord legally reject an ESA? There are very few properties that are exempt from these laws. A building with four or fewer units, one of which is owner-occupied. Single-family homes where the owner does not use a real estate agent to buy or rent the property, assuming the owner owns less than three single-family houses. Housing owned by organizations or private clubs that is used for members. Your insurance policy may also give you an out. Reasonable accommodation requests are only reasonable if the request can be easily granted. That is, if they won't cost you an excessive amount of money or time. A 2006 Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, memo states that if a housing provider's insurance carrier would cancel, substantially increase the costs of the insurance policy, or adversely change the policy terms because of the presence of certain breeds of dog or a certain animal, HUD will find that this imposes an undue financial and administrative burden on the housing provider. ESAs versus service animals. First of all, emotional support animals are not identical to a service animal for a disabled person like a guide dog. Assistance animals like seeing eye dogs are specially trained to do specific tasks that aid a person with health problems or emotional disabilities, like post-traumatic stress disorder or any other mental impairments. ESAs are companion animals that alleviate mental or emotional conditions and must be prescribed by a mental health professional or physician. They aren't necessarily trained to do anything. However, they do have similar legal protections. Just as the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, states, you must make reasonable accommodations for wheelchairs, the FHA states that you must make reasonable accommodations for emotional support squirrels, regardless of your pet policy. That can be hard for today's landlords because the internet makes it astonishingly easy to register any pet as an emotional support animal, even if you don't have a diagnosed mental illness. Your no-pets policy just got voided. Possibly. Not only must you allow an ESA, but you cannot charge additional pet fees. 
Again, they are a medical device now. Could you charge extra rent or deposit for a wheelchair? No, you couldn't. So even if you allow pets, a tenant with an emotional support dog or miniature horse avoids your standard pet rents and deposits. Know your emotional support animal laws. All right, so how can you protect your real estate business under the emotional support animal status quo? Here are some do's and some don'ts. First, don't revoke a tenant's approval. A savvy applicant will not reveal this up front. They're not required to. Be prepared for any applicant to hit you with this post-approval surprise. Rescinding an approval at that point, for that reason, invites a lawsuit. Don't do it. And please, consult an attorney before you do. Do ask for their ESA letter. An emotional support animal must have a letter from a qualified medical or psychiatric professional stating that the animal alleviates symptoms of an emotional or mental disability. However, if they do not have this letter, then it is just a pet. Keep in mind that you can't judge the resume of that professional or insist they pick a different professional. If it is valid, you must accept it. Don't ask mental health follow-up questions. Frankly, it's none of your business. And legally, asking these questions can leave you towing the line of the emotional support animal laws. Don't do it. You're risking a lawsuit. Do provide reasonable accommodations for the animal. Or in other words, as phrased as a don't, don't be a jerk. Many emotional support animal situations are legitimate, and any pet owner can tell you that animals provide loving companionship and contribute to positive mental health. This means that a healthier tenant is a happier tenant. So do what you can to accommodate these animals. For example, you could designate a pet relief area and provide doggy bags. You have the right to require the tenant to clean up after their animal. Your other tenants and neighbors still have the right to a sanitary and safe environment and quiet enjoyment of the property. If the emotional support aardvark is interfering with that, you can evict. Do not charge a pet deposit or pet rent. Yeah, emotional support animal laws dictate that these fees must be waived for ESA owners. However, if you currently charge tenants for damage beyond reasonable wear and tear, you can also charge your tenants for damage for their emotional support duck. In fact, you might clarify in writing specifically that any damage done by the animal or human that is beyond reasonable wear and tear can and will be deducted from their normal standard deposit or charged to them some other way. The ESA letter is not a license for their emotional support pony to tear up your property. Do ask to see vet records. You can require that ESAs are up to date on vaccines and to receive regular veterinary care. Do be on the lookout for signs of neglect or animal abuse. Therapy animals are not exempt from animal cruelty laws, which are a criminal matter. So, if you see anything like this, take appropriate action. In addition, you are within your rights to address bad behavior, such as noise or aggression. Certainly, if the animal attacks someone, you should get it off your property immediately. All bets are off at that point. Do understand that you may be able to deny wild or farm animals. 
Remember the famous emotional support peacock? If the proposed animal poses a threat or can't be reasonably accommodated, you might have a case for denial. But you would probably have a battle on your hands if you tried to deny an emotional support mini horse or monkey. Consult an attorney if in doubt. The law won't cover someone scamming the system, but don't assume that renters are scammers. Put aside emotions, speak calmly, and ask for documentation. And remember, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Thanks, Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) Wouldn't you rather spend a few hundred dollars on an attorney than the few or many, in some cases, thousands of dollars in fines because you misinterpreted the law? Local laws can vary, too. Better safe than sorry. Thanks for checking out this episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. Remember, every Thursday there's a new episode of the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast. And they drop an episode each Sunday, too. Twice a week. Sheesh. Slackers. But seriously, check out Brandon and David's show. You can search for it on your podcast app or go to biggerpockets.com slash podcast. Meanwhile, I'll meet you back here tomorrow.